It is the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVerseUnited.com. This week, talking with Tobin and Justin Bowinkle from Flatfoot 56 in an interview recorded at the group's Southside Church rehearsal space. Here's how that sounds. I'm a black here with Tobin and Justin from Flatfoot 56. We are here at the church rehearsal space that you guys are jamming out in. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. It's a hot one for sure. I don't know. So we're all sweaty and nasty. We were moving furniture today and slash getting ready for upcoming shows. So it's been a crazy, crazy few weeks getting ready for the summer tour and schedule to hit and stuff. So doing great, man. Definitely having fun. Let's look at how things have been for you guys um, recently. How's the year been treating Flatfoot 56? What have you guys been up to in 2012? Kind of bring us up to speed. Um, well, we started the year off uh, recording the record. It was the first thing we did, um, and uh, it just became a constant. You know, anytime you do go into the studio to hit it, to do a record, it's a it's a big beginning of a very big process, and uh, before you do ma- you know mixing and mastering follows that, and then, then all the arguments about artwork and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a good year. Um, we went to Europe uh, right after the re- record was uh, finished recording, and um, ever since then we've been kind of doing shows here and there, but kind of amping up for the release of the record, which is this Saturday, which is this coming Saturday on the twenty third of June. So, but yeah, it's been very. Uh, very very good to kind of have a calm at home i i just moved to a new apartment you know trying to get life figured out a little bit too so um before everything goes crazy yeah the summer schedule is always insane so it's uh it's nice to have a little bit of time at home with the wife and just doing doing things that are important so you know and the record it's coming out this saturday it's called toil and then i know that there's a it'll be in stores i believe on like july 24th so kind of run down the um the breakdown on how people can get the album at different points and when it'll be available where. Uh, they're doing the the online release basically is this Saturday. We'll have physical copies um, for people at shows, but then other than that, the physical copies will need to be purchased on July 25th, I believe it is. Yeah, it will be the the in-store distribution kind of release of the album. So that's why Paper and Plastic wanted to do it, and. Uh, that's pretty cool. We'll, we're fine with it, you know. As long as we have our physical copies that people want to come out to shows and get the record, they can definitely do that. So that, and otherwise, they can just download it, you know, online, uh, iTunes and stuff. So we'll have a uh, vinyl available at shows as well soon. <laughs> you know, and this is what I think maybe like your fourth release on a major label or you know through a record label, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've uh, we had two records that we put out when we were in high school, kind of growing up and learning the rules of the game and then uh, we got signed in 2006 and this will be our fourth record put out um third label fourth record third label that we've been on <laughs> so that's definitely been a we've been, we're in a very the last well six years of music industry has changed a lot so oh, it's yeah. been a lot of turmoil in the in the label label side of things so yeah i mean you know this being your fourth record but you guys have been you know flat 56 has been active for over a decade now and you were mentioning like you know putting out records in high school how has the you know the kind of approach to songwriting and being in a band and just this entire thing how has the execution and the way you guys approach it changed over this time you know how is Flatfoot 56 operate now versus how you used to uh, hopefully a lot more efficiently <laughs> not always the case uh, we kind of just well we grew up you know uh, people had kind of if they follow our music and our records they kind of have this look into our life of growing up you know and uh, the album's almost uh 
follow that, you know, exactly. Like, you could almost tell listening to the early albums based upon, you know, in sequential order, you can tell, like, oh, these guys are getting older, you know. And we started working our business a little bit better when it came to all the the finances and the organization side of being in a band and yeah you're you're a kid you're in high school your room's a mess and the way you play in a band is a mess too you know so everything's messy yeah it's like oh okay so whole, so that's become a lot easier it's a lot more work but things are a lot more organized now and uh, there's still stuff that we could change you know we're still working on that but uh, yeah i think the the albums now are just a lot more mature uh, we're dealing with stuff that's differently in our lives. The three of us are married, you know, in the band, and that brings a whole other influence into the songwriting process. You're dealing with more grown-up things than just, like, I like Pop-Tarts and waking up at, you know, noon, you know? It's like, you know, not that that was ever the, the the songs we wrote, but... <laughs> the Pop-Tart EP. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know that on this album you guys are kind of like, it's a little bit more mature, it, it feels more lived in or you know there's more life experience behind it kind of talk about the more mature themes on the album and what you guys are you know kind of bringing to flatfoot 56 now sure um we we've uh every record you kind of walk into feeling like okay what's the vibe of this record going to be what what, how can i best express um lyrically and musically where we're at as a group of guys and you got five different personalities five different lives that all have to go into a new record so it's it's a hard thing but you also want to take it to the next level in production and in, in quality of songs and stuff. I think one of, a lot of the themes that are, that we deal with are in this record are kind of like survival through adversity. You know, I mean, obviously it seems to be the, the trend in America lately, you know, it's kind of like a lot of trying to get through things that have been difficult, trying to, trying to figure out the world that we live in um, and interpret it and also know who you are within it. There's a song on the album that was actually released a little as a pre pre-release of the song um, called I believe it. And it's kind of like a, all right, I'm constantly be told, I'm constantly told by everybody around me, like what, what they don't believe. Well, this is where I stand on things that I do believe, you know, and, and, but it's not, a, it's not a jam down your throat type thing. It's just kind of like a, this is how I'm seeing the world. And uh, this is how I want to live my life. So, that kind of thing is stated and also um, kind of being there for friends as they go through some severe trials and stuff. And this last few years, we've dealt with a lot of friends going through overcoming drug addiction or overcoming um, coming down off of various drugs that they were involved with or, or relationships that, they, that were shipwrecked in, you know. So being out of work and stuff, like yeah. out of work was like a huge thing for yeah. a lot of our fans being in that kind of working class environment where people are getting laid off a lot. Um, also just with uh, – not just our fans, but uh, us as individuals and family, you know. So, yeah. I mean, we went kind of went through this time before and after Christmas, right before we recorded the album. We were writing a lot for it where we were, like, all out of work kind of type of thing. And we're just like, well, this is going to be a theme because this is what we're thinking about, you know. Yeah. Like, every, it was on everyone's mind, and it was definitely on our minds because it was, like, in between writing songs. We're, like, hustling to try and get side jobs, you know, and with, like, anything you could get to survive. And so that kind of... A lot of, and not that it was like, not that the album I think is depressing anyway. I think we were like really, it just made us very aware, you know, kind of gave us a very inside look into that, the feeling of, hey, this is what a lot of people are feeling like these days. So, so I think it allowed us to write from a very honest, I don't know, viewpoint on the subject because it was like straight from, from us being out of work and stuff like that. So. But I think a lot of those themes, you know, have been present in some of the best punk music, you know, whereas like you look at maybe like, 10 years ago or you know like 1999 when like blink-182 is writing like fun songs about like dick and fart jokes mm-hmm. and you know and that's all fine and good 
but it, it didn't reflect the kind of like the punk rock roots of you know dealing with like hardships and people overcoming adversity you know and that is kind of what you know is reflected here not i mean a lot of great bands in the 90s but a lot of the 90s punk was really it was it was <laughs> suburb punk like it was very like yeah you know um it wasn't i mean not saying that there's anything wrong with that it's just you could definitely tell where the mindset of the people were writing it were and what what they were dealing with and so with us we were kind of a very old soul band like there's all of our influences come from the 80s we don't really um you know and and so we have a kind of a and the environment we live in we live in the south southwest side of chicago which is all working class factory workers and things like that who got hit really hard when it came to like the lack of work and the lack of things so it's life we live you know right from your experience don't don't write from something that you don't you're not you know yeah. I think I think that's one of the things that's missing from punk is we got a lot of people that are writing from what they knew punk was when it wasn't them just writing about what they're where they're at and what life is for them. I mean, punk is about being honest and, and honesty. You know, heck, we're a punk band who's practicing in a church. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> doesn't get more confessional than that. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not only that, but just kind of like you know, you, you definitely have to just be honest with where you're at and be like, hey man, this is this is where I'm at and uh, love everybody, but just. Just this is what we're dealing with. This is honesty, and that's what people relate to: is people being honest, you know. Which is what punk should always be. Well, yeah, I was going to say I think that fans, you know, and listeners are going to be drawn towards more honest songwriting, more kind of like you know, soul bared, uh, you know, lyrics and things like that, versus like listening to like a Jay Z song, which mm-hmm. is great and fun, but it's hard to relate to like, yeah, and then we flew to Paris this afternoon just because <laughs> it's like. The average kid can't, yeah, like, uh, relate to that. Yeah, I've been on the streets in the last 15 years. What do you, you, <laughs> right. know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, anyway, sorry. It's now, my little... <laughs> now, I know that you guys, you know, you went into Matt Allison's studio to work on this album, and I know Matt Allison obviously has, uh, you know, this background with just great uh, local talent, Lawrence Arms, Alkaline Trio, Sarge, the Tossers. Was he involved in the album, or were you guys just in his studio? Um, Allison uh, came in here and there. He, was, he helped a little bit with... Uh, some of the gear and things like that. Great dude, man. He's an awesome guy. Johnny Rio from the Street Dogs actually produced it. So he kind of came in and produced it. And then we had uh, Matt Allison's uh, uh, engineer, uh, engineer the whole, the guy who does all the engineering. Justin, Justin Yates. Justin Yates is his name. Yeah. Matt Allison was there for a lot of the initial uh, tones and sounds, especially with the drums. Like the first onset there, he was there with Johnny and me getting all the tones for like the room because he knew it the best and he's really good at the drum tones and stuff like that. But He'd stop in every once in a while, but Johnny Rio was the producer. He was the one who did, like, kind of the – he was there nonstop. He stayed and slept at the studio. You know, we, we'd we be tracking and, he, like, super way into the night because we had a deadline, and Johnny would just be, like, passing out on the couch because he was just, like, 5 a.m., and he's, like, exhausted. He's been there up since, like, 7, and so he was a trooper through the whole thing. And then – um I think Matt at the end came in, helps with like the initial, like some of the mixing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was great time to be in the studio. It was the first album we've recorded in Chicago, um, which is man, yeah, it's it's kind of strange that we've never done that. We've yeah. recorded in Houston, and we went out to like Love's Park, Illinois, did a couple <laughs> records, and we we did uh, some down in Nashville and stuff like that. And we're like, man, we live in a great music city. Can't we just like, and we love all these records that were made at this record, you know, this recording studio in our own city. And we get to see our families and we get to stay in our own beds for a, yeah. a month. Like, why aren't we doing this? And so we finally were kind of, I don't know, we 
little bit put our foot down. We're just like, we don't care what everyone wants. We want to make it in Chicago, and so we did. And it was, uh, and it was, it was really nice. So one, one thing about the record too is that we we were able to have buddies of ours come in from other bands. Um, a Spider from Deals Gone Bad came in and did a stand-up bass on a song called Six Ten, and um, some different guys came in. We have a cello player that we're friends with who plays, and he came in and was like, dude, yeah, I'm totally down. He he put some cello in, which is kind of cool for us. We were like, yeah, let's yeah. step it out. You know, let's be a little creative and. Um, there's piano on the record and that a friend of ours played. So we all these friends come in that were wouldn't be an option if you record out of town, you know. And so there was also some people that came in that were friends of like our manager had a violinist come in and play on a song and stuff. And uh connections that we didn't have, you know, with anybody. But it was nice. It was nice to be able to have that and gang vocals was just like a party kind of thing, you know. It's like, Hey everybody, you know, if you can kind of hold a tune halfway why don't you come over <laughs> so it was all of our friends you know like my our barber and and came and the mailman yeah, just like, totally yeah our barber's a cool guy but you know it was just like that kind of thing <laughs> and uh the local guys that my brother plays pinball with you know stuff like that it was like they were the ones doing gang vocals so now talking about kind of like you know flatfoot 56's place in chicago and kind of the community here how has chicago been you know, for a Celtic punk band, for, you know, a band like you guys, you know, has it been a city that has embraced what you do? Um, or has it, have you had a hard time finding, you know, a niche here? I feel like I know the answer, but I want to get your, your take on it. Um, Chicago, uh, in the early days of Flatfoot, it was a hard, it was a hard nut to crack when it came to getting a show at the clubs in the city. Once that happened though, it was, it was absolutely, I don't know. It's the best town in the world. I mean, I think when when outsiders come into your city and tell you the the awesome things that they think of it, you, you kind of start realizing, man, this is. And then you travel and you tour all around the world, like we we've done. Like it's just like there's no place like this. You know, it's an awesome place to be. And it's an awesome music town. Great bands, very eclectic. And one thing I've always appreciated about like Chicago punk and stuff is that it's not. It doesn't sound like anybody else. It's very much. It's. You know, listen to Naked Ray Gun, you know, they don't sound like anybody else from their time. You know, and bands have always pushed the envelope, like Alkaline Tree, all these different all these different bands have really changed the name of the game in a lot of ways. And, it, and that's a, it's a great history to be a part of. And the fans here are nuts. They're crazy. And it's just a great town. We're going to, we're really, we love playing hometown shows. We don't do it enough, in my opinion, but we're going to be doing our CD release show, like I said, and I can't wait for it. No, no, uh, uh, what are you saying about uh, Chicago bands not sounding like everyone else? I think... Well, we kind of just thought that early on when it came to Chicago music. So when it came to like us being a Celtic band, we were always like, all right, let's be a Celtic band, but let's not sound like a Celtic band that we've heard of, you know? And that was always our goal. And I don't know, on the new record, hopefully people can tell that we're kind of like this. We are a Celtic band. We have Celtic instrumentation, but we want to not write the average Celtic record that people have heard. And I think people in the city, in this city especially, have been very open to that because they see that like, hey, well, this is not uh, a remake of every Celtic record we've heard. This right. is kind of, sounds like kind of a just strange version of Celtic music that's really just a punk band kind of thing. So I think that's what we were going for. And that I think Chicago definitely influenced that a lot. Well, you know, the record, uh, it's called Toil, and the record release show is happening this Saturday, June 23rd at Reggie's, um, and people are going to be able to buy the record there. What else is coming up for Flatfoot 56? You know, now that the record's going to be in people's hands, now you're going to play the record release show. What does the rest of 2012 or even 2013 look like? What's on deck? 
Um, right after the tour is done, after that show's done, we kind of start up a, a series of uh, festivals. We're going on tour this summer with uh, Tonight We Unite uh, tour, which is the Casualties, the Necromantics, Lower Class Brats, Down by Law, and us, you know, and, and um, Shed. the Sheds as well. And it's going to be an awesome tour. Like, that's that's one of our, it's a really anticipated tour this summer. And yeah. um, I think we're playing in Joliet uh, at the Mojo's is where that one got booked at. But we're doing that, and then uh, we're planning to do some uh, some some tours this fall and try to get back to europe as well and try to you know canada is another place that you know as you go you start realizing you got to keep all these pots stirred you know and so it's a it's a cool thing to be a part of it's great to have a new record out a lot more exciting times new music to play um new new show antics ideas you know so good times hopefully head by all (laughs) i dig it well i really like the record it's called toil it's a really great listen it's a it's a good like strong punk record for summer um, you know, it, it's, it doesn't feel watered down. Like I, I, there's a lot of energy going on in it. So really best of luck bringing that out on the road, getting it in front of people. Um, Justin and Tobin from Flatfoot 56. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. This has been the Chicago First United Audio Podcast for Chicago Scene Salvation. Thanks to Tobin and Justin Bowinkle from Flatfoot 56 for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Brendan Kelly, Tim McElrath, Martin Atkins, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descent.